Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, Morris? I'm doing good. Um, I like the way we open the show when we violate two uh, copyright <laughs> infringements. It's <laughs> just some small cover band of a you know of a well-known song, I think. Oh my God! So uh, great minds think alike because I was looking uh, earlier today to see what the story was on fish whether they're going on tour. So I, I, I don't know. Um, Atlantic city. Does that, does that excite you? Not on the beach. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, no. Hershey, I, I, Hershey Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, and then they end up the run at the uh, Dick's in, uh, was it Colorado? I saw Lake Tahoe. That's the world's, in my opinion, the best tweezer ever. Yeah. 37 minutes-ish? It's like an opera. Yes. Yes. It's, um, a, it's an opera. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh, it has three distinct yes. you know, sections, movements, uh, whatever it may be. Um, good times, bad times. You know Very where I'm going? Good. So, okay. So, you are driving the bus today. What are we talking about and why? Long-term capital management. It's, it's so relevant now. They've started so many articles about the last week's events with a reference to long-term capital management. And you had a front row seat to it, right? I might have been in the ring. Um, but yes, front, front row seat. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start? How does this start? Do you want to, because I mean, the book, When Genius Failed, you sent me that book and said, read this. And they walk you from Meriwether at Solomon Brothers to unwinding it in New York City that night. Yeah. Over the course well, of Well, we can do it a couple of ways. I mean, uh, I generally do better when you ask me questions, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, or I could give you a couple of thoughts and you could peel back the layers of the onion or is, what you, let's start out with you asking me what's the first thing you want to know uh russian debt crisis can we start there is 1998 sure. a fair place to start okay because that was a an important day situation for you correct when yes. R russia defaulted on their debt yes. right I, so i'm a little uh foggy on how all these dates work so mm -hmm. you know we um mm -hmm. where are you in 98 99 well, I'm at Greenwich Capital. Okay, so you're and, at Greenwich Capital. Yeah, at yeah I joined there in 92. And in 95, they put me in charge of the international prop trading. Okay. Which was heavily focused on Italy, Germany, and um, they really weren't doing much in Japan, but that quickly became a pretty big theater of operation for us. But Russia being, you know, a, a big topic, there was a lot of pressure for me to to get involved in Russia. So okay. uh, my own experience uh, was uh, I, I like to joke that um, I made $20 million trade in Russia because I had a $25 million stop and I only lost five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fair. I like uh, yeah, that. Yeah, you know me. I'm just the glasses right. half, yeah, yeah, yeah. half uh, full kind of guy. 
Um, so uh, basically, uh, a bunch of, I, I think, American kids went over there and bought some computers and were buying Russian treasury bills at some crazy rates and uh, were making a bunch of money because the banks were willing to let them borrow money and post the treasury bills as collateral. Um, So uh, they levered the crap out of it. And, and, you know, it's a bunch of American and British kids running around Moscow, uh, going to clubs and eating. And, and, uh, you know, they were making money. And the next thing you know, it's like, everybody's doing stuff in Russia. So, um, and, and by the way, this borrowing money to buy like treasury bills, um, I'm a little guilty because I did something similar in, uh, in Greece. Cause we, um, you know, basically you would buy the, the Greek treasury bill and you would post it as collateral and in our credit, was better than the government of Greece. So we could borrow money lower than Greece could, right? And, uh, you know, it's all good until somebody defaults, which in the case of Russia, they they just decided they weren't going to, they were going to repudiate the debt. Uh, it struck me a little funny in that when I went over there, uh, and by the way, it was like February, and I, I think <laughs> I told you this. I, an authentic Russian experience. <laughs> I, 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 I was in the nicest hotel in Russia wearing a North Face parka with all of my clothes on in bed, and I was still cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a different kind of cold, a Russian it's a cold. Different, it's a different kind of cold. Got it. Um, so uh, we went over to Russia. And uh, one of my uh, uh, colleagues and we tried to build out this flow of fund statement, like where's the money coming from, where's it going, and then we built into this kind of slippage because we knew the money would leave the country, and I think I mean I'm just trying to remember so mm-hmm. I, but I think the money was like going to Cyprus or something like that and then you know 90% of it would come back and <laughs> I mean who knows where the other but right, we, right. we were trying to make sure that they could pay their pay their okay. debt okay so anyway uh it, it didn't really feel all that great but there was like I said huge pressure for me to get involved so we we did the standard trade and then you know it uh it, it didn't work but there were a number of people, and, and you bring this up in relation to long-term capital. Now, I don't have any recollection that they necessarily took a hit on that. Now, they, they may have, but the problem for them was they were short. Their whole book was basically a short volatility book, and, and what that means is it, to the casual observer being short volatility would mean you're short options you're short a put you're short a call but as you as you get to be a little bit more inside baseball um, you understand that there are many trades which replicate short volatility trades so let's say issue a gets very cheap to issue b uh, 
and there is no event catalyst. You just are waiting for time to go by for those two things mm -hmm. to come in relation to one another. That would be, in my view, a short volatility trade. So they had these things all over the place, in including just out and out short puts and short calls, I think. Certainly short puts. And uh, the, 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 the Russian thing triggered that cascading series of events. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I want to say Russia might have been in 97 and long term might have been 98. But, you know, um, as we'll see with Bitcoin, these things take longer to, to happen. And when they yeah. happen, they happen much faster. Mm -hmm. um, uh, snarky comment. Apologize. <laughs> um, no, we made it 10 minutes. In <laughs> <laughs> the first three, we're talking right. about fish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. we got to give the people what they want. So, um, okay. So that's kind of the 10,000 foot view. Uh, but, you know, as you know, and I may have mentioned on the show, um, up until the last year or two, long-term capital was in the same building as Greenwich Capital was. I did not know that. No, you didn't tell us that. So you really had a front row seat. Oh, dude. Oh, you know what? I Maybe I was telling, no, uh, I was telling um, Kevin Ke Muir about Kevin Muir? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys look kind of. You can look that up. That's the market huddle feature, you know, by Kevin Muir on YouTube yes. and his podcast. Yes, um, very so, famous podcaster, indeed. Um, yeah. So, so you're they, you're in this. So you're walking in at seven o'clock with with the Merryweather and the boys, and they're going upstairs, and you guys are going to work. Same building, same period of time. Well, six, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was an interesting situation. Uh, um, like one day Tony Robbins was in the mm -hmm. elevator going to nice. see them. And, sure, and, sure. and this is a great story. Uh, just to show you, I mean, how I kept my job for all these years, this is uh, just such a freaking asshole. <laughs> so we're at this point, we're owned by NetWest. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, the chairman of NetWest comes over and, he has a meeting with all of the, I, I, I like to call it partner level guys. I mean, I don't know what our titles were, but that was, we were the guys that were the backstop, right? So there's six or seven of us in a room. And, and this guy, I don't remember his name, Lord Fauntleroy or whatever. <laughs> now West guy. Somebody's going to look this up. <laughs> he, 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 he goes into our meeting and he's trying to act like a big shot. Mm -hmm. And he says, I just met with John Merriweather. And I discussed a private conversation I had with him that I had previously had with the Bank of England. And John said that was very helpful and that was going to help them make a lot of money. Mm. And so I said, uh, when did you have the conversation with the Bank of England? He said, about a week ago. I said, uh, you know, it, it never occurred to you to call us. <laughs> and he looked at me and I'm like, I mean, you know, what, what, what? Yeah. Hey, hey, can yeah. you explain that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Colonel, why the two yeah. orders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, but I mm. digress. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. So, mm -hmm. so they were in the same building, and uh, the the best part, I, I told this to Kevin. Uh, I, I, I'm sure I told this to Kevin. So, we had a subsidized cafeteria in the building, sure. right? Because, yeah. um, 
a very benevolent firm. And and for a long time, we even had like subsidized soda machine, oh, wow. like a like um, uh, a soda be like a quarter or something. Mm-hmm. Until mm-hmm. until we found out some of the guys were at the end of the day going and taking out six or eight and taking them home. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, I'm in the I'm in the cafeteria one day. <clears throat> And uh, at that time, I was a little heavier than I am now, and I was I was hammering these uh, uh, Italian combos. Yeah, of I called them the, yeah. I, the IT combo. Yeah, good so for you. Provolone, yeah. salami, Genoa, capo, uh-huh. ham, capo yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, lettuce, tomato, lettuce, tomato, Italian dressing, <laughs> um, oil and vinegar, oil and vinegar, Sp- pepper. Okay. Yeah, okay. On a wedge or a roll. On a roll, please tell me you weren't having a foot long wedge. A, a, a roll. Okay. A, right. a roll. Okay. Right. God bless. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that, that was back before I was, uh, I was still eating pork back then. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody clued me in on that, but I. Wow. It's a different era. It's a whole different old chestnut. That mm-hmm. was, that was mm-hmm. young chestnut. Jeez. All right. So you're hammering Italian combos uh, okay. in the so, lunchroom. Yeah. So, so the guy who ran the lunchroom it was an outside company and um he i'm, I'm paying for it as a subsidized cafeteria and i think you know my sandwich was like three bucks and the long-term capital guys were sneaking in there to, <laughs> to get the to get the two dollar bologna sandwich mm-hmm. right and so the guy i want to say his name was joe i think it was joe but he says did you see this thing in business week with these some of these long-term capital guys got paid like $20 million. And I said, yeah. In fact, this guy, <laughs> right. I won't say his name, who's standing right next to me, was one of the guys in there. <laughs> but this this guy, I think, was is a, was a Spectrum guy. Okay. Yeah. You know, like uh, mm-hmm, completely, mm-hmm. completely unaware of person devoid of mm-hmm. personality and the mm-hmm. whole thing so it's it, it probably was probably completely unaware of the conversation taking place <laughs> yeah yeah, ar- yeah. Ar- around him mm-hmm. um so uh yeah so they were they were in our building and um you know for me uh so we had done we had done very well at greenwich capital i mean people made maybe made more money trading than we did uh, but our success rate was just ridiculous every year we just banged out you know solid solid years for a decade you did this uh at greenwich capital from 92 to 08 16 years <sighs> crushed yeah, it wow. yeah yeah okay but I, I had a decade run in there mm-hmm. that was legit <laughs> Yeah, uh, it just it. it just it was one of those things. It was like, yeah, uh, it didn't matter what we did. It just seemed to it just seemed to work. Wow. Um, but so the two guys running Greenwich at that time were starstruck with Merriweather and uh, the LTCM guys, uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh, you know they were always, you know busting me saying why can't you be more like mary by the way i'm like uh you know i don't i don't know this is how i trade right this, yeah, this sure. if you want to get somebody else 
get somebody else, but mm-hmm. this is okay. So um, what we ended up doing was uh, we snagged one of their uh, research analysts. Mm-hmm. You know, we we uh, had a um, a woman bump into him in the lunchroom and make friends with him. And the next thing you know, we got him. Come on. Dude, it's come on, really? I if I said if I quoted the, the article, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah, Charlie yeah. Sheen, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um actually, amazing. Actually, actually it wasn't a woman. Right, right, right. But I, I understand. Not, I understand. Not, not 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 a handsome woman. Not that so that you matters, but, yeah. you acquired there you acquired an analyst. That was yes, yeah, yes. Okay. And by and by the way, just for sake of clarity, sure. okay, I moved to New York when I'm 23 or 24, right? And so I'm going out before Cheryl moved here. I was going out four nights a week with the brokers to meet other traders for two reasons, <clears throat> and I don't know which particular order it was. One was because it was free meal, and mm-hmm. I needed the free meal. But secondly was I would meet other traders, and traders, when they're doing well, are always boasting. And so I would pick up all this information, and I would, you know, at that time I didn't have a Bloomberg at home because Bloomberg mm-hmm. didn't exist. But I would get to the office the next day, and I would just freaking reverse engineer everything. Mm-hmm. Right? So that that was, you know, a lot of what I did was just seeing where the money was being made and trying to yeah, uh, anyway, we hire this analyst, and you know he needs all this computing power. Yeah, so yeah. we get the you know we were pretty good with technology. We were a little bit in the forefront of it. And, and, and anyway, so three weeks go by, and he's got his first trade he wants to do, and he shows it to me, and I start laughing, and I show it to my my uh, partner who was my senior partner at the time, my mentor, and I start laughing, and he. He he he's looking at me. What's so funny? And I just hand him the trade, and um, we had the trade on. It was the same trade. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And so yeah. they threw all this ah, high power, amazing. Yeah. And 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 what my partner and I would do, my business partner and I would do, mm-hmm, would mm-hmm. be we would get the quote sheet and we'd look at the closes. And you would look, and you would look at this issue and how much that moved and that issue. And after a while, you got a flavor for how those things were going to move over time. And and then you would introduce your cost of money. And, uh, you know, this is a, a little bit too much detail. But, you know, no, no. It, it when you get in the zone, it's, it's not that sophisticated, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. But they brought the MIT kid in with the computer, and he dialed up the same uh, thing you had already same on. Thing. Yeah, amazing. So yeah. basically, in the end, the reason they made all the money they did, and then it, they lost it all, was they just did every trade. Yeah, and they did it to the point of they just were, you know, they they were bigger than the. The market, I, you know, as I've said many times, one of the great fortunate things that's happened to me in my career is I've been blessed to be had have the ability to trade extraordinarily large positions. Mm-hmm. I thought that was actually really cool. 
Yeah. You know, like getting in the break on gimbals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Kinda. Yeah, I know the, yeah, Except, yeah. You know the feel. I, what's the feel? No, like? I wasn't going to say it. I, you know, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. It's it's okay. Um, uh, what's but, a large position? Give me an idea of a large position in two thousand in two thousand one. 2002 you know what's what's a big number that you're that you're you're worried about on a on a on a monday in that year uh, i'm saying we had a long position of 25 billion dollars and a short position of 25 billion dollars probably yeah. and that, that didn't account derivatives right so okay. like for instance if i had uh and I, I could have had you know forty or fifty thousand euro dollar mm-hmm. uh, options. Wow. So yeah. fifty, whatever fifty thousand times a million is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. that? I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. A zillion. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, basically, Jesus. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was the real deal. So in this building, so in that building, okay, down in, on in that building at that time was not just long-term capital, but Paul Tudor Jones. So the three of you are well, there. You know, it was them and this little kid from Chicago, but wow. yeah, the three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, we were bebop-booping along, and then uh-huh. uh, the Russian thing hits. And Ah, uh, yeah. So you that worked out well for you. The Russian thing hits, and you had that lined up correctly. Is I that did, yes, yes. That's, that's the biggest trade of your life? No, no. Like, the biggest trade of my life was when I met my wife. Right. I, of course. I apologize to Cheryl. I didn't even mean to even yeah. question that. Somebody asked me, our friend uh, we ride with, who now has a place mm-hmm. in Scottsdale. We were at dinner, and he said, "Tell me about the biggest trade." And I, you know what? I don't, I don't right. know how to describe that. Was the biggest personal trade? Was the biggest loss? Was the biggest What's the most rewarding? What made you feel the best? Like, like this. Like I nailed it, like winning the race. When did you win the oh, race? Oh, that's that one's that one's easy. That was when uh, uh, Chernobyl, the Chernobyl story. You go did on. I, did I? <laughs> no, no. I, See, the, you know, you. The, it's no. like Liam, Kevin. I can't keep track of who <laughs> yeah, the no, fuck no, I'm no, talking no, about. No, no. Okay. Chernobyl. Huh? Okay. So yeah. So okay. Jeez. So um. So. Uh, Whatever year it was, I, I want to say it's like 1985, 1986, something like that. Okay. And I'm I'm at Aubrey G. Lanston and Company, which was mm-hmm. like my my real break in the business. And back then, uh, you had computer monitors, but it were not like today. Like mm-hmm. all they were were screens that showed the prices. You didn't have analytics or anything like that, right? So uh, the news service would be a, a teletype. And if a big story came out, uh, you'd hear a bell. So I heard a bell, and I get up, and I walk across the room, and I look mm-hmm. at the thing. And it, mm-hmm. it's I, I don't know whether it was Norway or Sweden. I want to say Norway, but they there was an announcement that they were picking up high levels of radiation <clears throat> coming from Russia. So I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is pretty interesting. So I call Cheryl, and I'm like, you know, there's something weird going on coming out of Russia. They're seeing high radiation levels of, uh, you know, in this area. 
what goes on there? And she says, well, that's where they grow all the grain oh, in Russia. Wheat. You did tell me this, the yeah. wheat. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So then Sharon, but I, I didn't, you okay. nailed the wheat. Yes. Yeah. And so you I bought all the wheat, right? Well, <laughs> I bought all the wheat that a 25 year old kid with no money could buy, which was a lot of wheat because the guy let me do whatever I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know how much money I made on that. I mean, it, I, I, there's no point in me guessing. Right. 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 It, it wasn't enough that, uh, like I never had to work again. Right. But, you know, at that point in your life, you know, you figure something out and you get there ahead of people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, um, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, that was, that was a, that was a thrill. I mean, yeah. you wow. Know, yeah. um, but, uh, it, you know, one of the things we talked about was one of our podcasts was emotions and investing. And uh, so as I got better at this stuff, I learned that, you know, you, you really needed to become pretty dispassionate or as dispassionate about it as you could. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't get, uh, I didn't get too, you know, wound up about, about stuff. It was typically the things that bothered me weren't when things were going well. It was, you know, like, how do you manage the, the things that don't work mm -hmm. and the, and and why i come back to this managing large positions is if you have a position like we're t like i'm talking about right uh you know my fish ski bum friend and i you know one point we had i, I don't know two two hundred fifty thousand five-year futures so that's like 200 that's like 25 billion dollars worth of futures contracts and uh, if you're wrong, you, you you know I likened it to being in a barrel rolling downhill, you, or I guess fighting the bear. You know Ugh. you don't you don't quit when you're tired. You quit when the bear's yeah. tired. So uh, when we ran those kind of positions, which yes were were for those of you asking, were highly levered. Those are the things that I took great. Uh, caution with and pay great attention to. Um, and uh, so, and, and by the way, the way the trades worked didn't really lend themselves to huge euphoria because uh, back in my, my fish uh, ski bum friend will get pissed at me for saying this, but um, it's what, when you get to be an old man, you, you ZFG, Mm -hmm. You're familiar with that term, right? No, ZFG. Zero fucks given. Oh yeah, of course. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. I um, didn't know there was an acronym for it, that, and that you've that you've achieved this status. <laughs> but that no, that's I take that back. You you we've known this for a long time. So go so, ahead. What is uh, so um, basically when you deal with futures contracts mm -hmm. in the in the bonds, I I don't I, I think they're similar. They have in stocks too, where they trade quarterly. So there's a March contract, a June contract, a SEP contract, and a December contract. And so my, I had a couple rules of thumb that I I used to follow. One is, and you'll get a kick out of this because uh, it just doesn't apply anymore. But I would follow the rule of thumb that interest rates couldn't 
move more than 200 basis points in three months. To tell you three months. Oh yeah. So to tell you how out of date I am, right? Because that was a real, yeah, that, that was a real, yeah. 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 But uh, the one that is more applicable was that uh, futures contracts trade in quarters. So each quarter would be 90 days. Right. And so, my approach was for the first 45 days of the 90 days, the, the, the people can do, they can push that futures contract wherever they want. Okay. Mm-hmm. But once you got inside of 45 days, uh, all of a sudden the thing had to start to trade f- for fair value. And it wasn't linear, you know, it wasn't like, you know, 44, 43, 42, 41. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'd be lugging around this contract for the first 45 days. And it, the early part of the year was always tough because you didn't generate much P&L, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They're, they're beating your brains in day in and day out. You know, you're, you're putting on a position which tends to smooth the downs. and But, you know... Uh, so you're just trying to to stay alive, which, you know, it's it's part Mm -hmm. of the business plan. But once you get inside of the 45 days, then all of a sudden the pressure starts to come off. And then, uh, uh, you know, one day it'd be like three days. It'll be like bang, bang, bang. And either you took the trade off or more likely, and this kind of applies to what I'm seeing with the fed. Maybe we talk about this later, but, more often than not, the people needed to roll their contracts into the next cycle. And that was always, that was going mm-hmm. to school on scholarship because, you know, you got your money for the first quarter and then you got set up for your books yep. and room and board for the second quarter, right? Mm-hmm. And then, got it. Yep. Uh, so, um, but the reason I mention it with the Fed is uh, <clears throat> what, uh, what the Fed is doing is they're trying to push people out the risk curve, okay, by making interest rates ostensibly zero. I mean, I don't know if it's a stated uh, goal on their part or an inferred goal, but they're definitely pushing people out the risk curve. And part of the reason that I've pushed back against this unsuccessfully is because when I was a professional trader, that was one of the tricks I used. Like you would set a little bit of a situation where you'd get kind of guys where you'd want them and they'd be a little bit like, keep the cheese, just let me out of the trap. Mm -hmm. And you'd, you'd let them roll into the next sequence and then you had them. Mm Mm-hmm. And so for me, the anxiety with the stocks is it's like, I even saw Charlie Munger in one of his businesses took $30 million in cash and bought some stock because he's like, it's just better than cash. It's like, <sighs> it's like, yeah. don't, don't you read your own stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Of all people. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, that's why, uh, that's why I'm not excited about getting pushed out the risk curve on on this yeah, stuff yeah yeah because it, it like i said in my experience it was the it was the wrong way to go so 
Anyway, so yeah, so long term blows up, and uh, uh, what did they do differently from from you as you watched this unfold? Did, did you know they just when you said you were levered, yeah. you they they yeah. just ran. Well, so the the thing is, we had as 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 I said earlier, we had similar trades on right, but um, you're familiar with this term, the black swan. Mm-hmm. Well, I invented that, but I didn't call it that. Uh, but we we I didn't invent it. It it was just pretty clear back when I started all the way at Continental Bank in 1983 that when something went wrong, the first thing the Fed did was they lower interest rates. So uh, what I had done was uh, always run a very long call position and short interest rates. So when something bad would happen, those options, which were very inexpensive, would grow in value very quickly. So um, that was one of my comments, I think, on Kevin's podcast, because the, the morning of the Russia default, Cheryl and I were with the girls in Washington, and I'm watching this business morning with Stuart Varney. Did I tell you this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With, yeah. With his bald head or something like that. <laughs> well, but he, he says, you know, Russia is defaulted. And I, yeah, I, yeah. I said, Cheryl, I got two things to tell you. One is pack up the kids. We're going home. And two is we're rich. <laughs> right. Cause yeah. I, we had all these Euro dollar calls. Mm-hmm, right? So, mm-hmm. so they didn't have that going for him. But, um, the second thing is, uh, it was a little bit of that, uh, a horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. When mm-hmm. when people knew there was blood in the water with long term, because people had scores to settle with those guys, and uh, myself included, and so you knew it was them uh, in the marketplace, and you knew they had to get out, and uh, you would front run them, which I don't. Maybe that's illegal now. I know I know some of these algorithms do it, and that's legal. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if I did it, it wasn't. But anyway, it's the mm-hmm. statute of limitations has run out. Right. So right. we had these. This is why I'm so fond of brokers. Okay. So mm-hmm. we had the government bond market used to be uh, vocal. You pick up the phone, you'd have your broker, you'd say buy or sell this. But you weren't supposed to know who was on the other side. So each account had a number. So let's say Solomon Rollers was six and okay. Goldman might be 41 or, you know, mm-hmm. I might've been 18 who, I don't know what the numbers, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it didn't take you long to figure out who was who. Got it. And then when you did a lot of business with the brokers, they'd just tell you, yep. they wouldn't say it's long-term capital. Mm-hmm. It's number six, it, well, yep. or the, no, no, they say it's steamboat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we would, uh, yeah, it was the as I said to you, it was law of the the law yeah. of the jungle, and yeah. But look, uh, yeah. So, but all, how did that endanger all those big banks? Why did they have to pull everyone together and say, "Hey, cut it out"? I feel like that's like the Godfather, where he because, brings be, all the men and says, "Hey, look. yes, exactly." Because the same thing just happened with the uh, with uh, I want to say something 
politically yeah. correct, but whatever that guy's name is. Yep, Bill Wong, right? Yeah. yeah. So the banks, who are obviously very benevolent and concerned about their clients, mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. They were making huge fees and providing leverage Got it. for the honor and privilege mm-hmm. of doing business. Remember the story earlier about the NetWest guy got mm-hmm. to tell John mm-hmm. Merriweather first? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like I cover long-term. Well, we do yeah. all the business with long-term. Yeah, so-and-so yeah. long-term, long-term. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay. Yep. yep. So, anyway. And then and then once, so they, they so the banks did themselves a favor. Um, you know, there wasn't, and they keep saying it was a bailout, where it wasn't, it's not really a bailout. There was no government money. Yeah, the head of the Fed came in and said, hey, look, cut, this is what, what has to happen. Right. Um, you know, the, the unwind was very long and Byzantine and you okay. know, the investors lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't think the government put up any money. It wasn't, no, they it didn't. wasn't like the 08, 09. And I think even the 08, 09 stuff, the government ended up making money. Okay. Um, I would want to fact check that, but, uh, usually the government comes in at the right time and with the right terms and. You know, they don't do that in any other part of their enterprise. Right. But, uh, um, you know, I think the the bailout stuff, they tend to. So okay. is this stuff still going on? The leverage? Yeah. It has to be because, you know, um, I know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm barely an accountant. But from what I have read, and this is just newspaper stuff, this is not anything that I have, which is not public information. He was getting five, and I told you this last week, he was getting yeah. five to ten times leverage on stocks, which, you know, you're not going to get. The public, because there's that regulation queue or whatever it is where you, right. it's okay. 50% margin. So um, the, 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 the obnoxious quote, which is used all the time, which is there's never uh, just one cockroach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, And this is one of these things with the, with the Bitcoin. Okay. What are we at? Minute 38. So it was yeah, after yeah. 10 minutes, now 38 minutes. There, uh, guys are leveraging the Bitcoin. You know, Kevin Muir, I keep going back to Kevin Muir. I'm going to have to start charging him for advertising. Every plug. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, he did a big piece about how people were buying the gray, Greystone. gray, Greystone ETF at a discount and then they would sell the you know bitcoin yeah thing and yeah. they would wait to wait for it to converge um that's a levered anytime you short something that's a levered transaction in case it comes up at a cocktail party yeah, yeah. someone says i'm short and you say well it must be in a margin account why would you say that <laughs> well <laughs> it's just how it is <laughs> cocktail party remember those <laughs> so we had uh we had uh two couples over for dinner last night lovely first time um that you've had a social engagement in a year pretty much right um no last night you know we've Mike had one yeah. we had uh the neighbors over uh the week before um outside socially distanced all six uh, vaccinated? 
all six of them or last night? Let's see. Four of the six have gotten both shots. Yeah. And two of the six have gotten one shot. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so um, so I was pretty good. I had a glass of wine, which I don't normally do. I, Yeah, that was a mistake. And then I went out for a bike ride with my neighbor and his son, who's a ex-pro oh. mountain biker. Mm, I'm thirsty just thinking about it. Anybody who says road biking is as hard as mountain biking. Who says that? Nobody says I, that. I don't know. I, it just, you know, I was thinking, I was trying to Road keep up with biking is just this. pedaling. It's just pedaling. Anyone can pedal. It's fucking crazy. The, excuse yeah. my language. The, the, you know, I used to think I'd just wait for a descent on a mountain bike and I can catch my breath. What are you kidding me? You got to work harder on the descents yeah. than you do going up the Going up going forward downhill too, yeah. Oh my god. I you can check my Strava thing. I I, had, I don't know, I, I had like twelve PRs. I had oh. uh I mean they're my PRs. It's not like I I'm it's fine. Like, yeah, but that's uh, April though. April. I have high power numbers, but that's uh awesome. I came yeah. I came home, I took a nap, I ate something, I took another nap <laughs> and and I'm gonna go to bed at eight thirty. <laughs> well chestnut, yeah, you're getting there. That's good. That's good news. Well, the rest, I'll tell you what, you got to rest. The most important thing, I, I didn't need to do big, long ride, long rides for Leadville. I needed to rest, and I felt fresh getting there. I think the most important thing you can you can do is sleep and take it easy and not beat yourself up. That's what, that's what you're can go, that's what you're just turned 40 advices to the 60-year-old? Yes. Relax. Take it easy. Yep. Really? Okay. Don't overexert yourself. Yep. Um, uh, anything uh, going on? In, huh? Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. I was no. going to say, is anything going on in the market that I care about this week, or can I just uh, close the book for the week? Low volume, nothing going on, or is that the calm before the storm? Well, the uh, Powell is on sixty minutes, and I saw the headlines, but it's a little bit. The first thing I thought of was uh, Bull Durham. Okay. Tell me, you saw that movie? I'm a little younger than you, Morris. Oh. Um, Jesus. Yeah, what? Like, don't mess with a streak when you're hitting. Yeah, yeah they're like teaching yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the kid his lines. It's like yeah, I'm just yeah, here yeah. to help the team in any way I can, and you know, yeah, got yeah, good yeah. luck. And that's what Paul's like. Yeah, we're the economy's stronger than uh, we thought it was going to be, but there's still more work to do, and we're going to continue right. to that, 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 that. Candlesticks make a nice gift. Yeah, he pitched a good six innings, and he didn't get the run support, and the bullpen fell apart, and we'll get him tomorrow. The all the yeah, what, I got yeah, whatever, whatever. So but, nothing. Uh, so well, nothing. I, you know, you say that, and I'm, I'm, you know, I've been, I've had all my glycogen broken down from earlier in the day, so I'm not thinking as clearly as I normally do. Mm-hmm. Although I do sense I'm speaking a little faster than normal, so I'm okay. hopefully because uh, I heard I, I I go back from time to time to review some of these things to see if I've said anything which is going to get me in trouble with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't worry about getting in trouble with my wife because I, I was going to say, well, it, it, so let's say we've gotten a hundred reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We've gotten 99 positives and one negative. And guess who the ne- one negative was? Who? <laughs> my wife. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 
She's what are you doing? You listen to? <laughs> she said, what are you talking about all that personal stuff for? I'm like, oh, I don't, I, I what, don't, the I don't, patio furniture? <laughs> you know, Should I not just, have brought up patio furniture? <laughs> she just wants me to sit here and be pretty and be the trophy husband. A, trophy right, husband. Right. All right. We'll do, we'll do a full classroom lecture next week. Um but no, really, not, I'm not. What, it's 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 quiet, right? It's quiet in the market. Um, Val's coming off. Uh, yeah, you know, it's there was a there was an interesting article. Not, it was an article, but it was a research piece, and um, it was written by this fellow Lacey Hunt, who I happen to think is extraordinarily talented, and. Basically, he, in mathematical terms, explains why inflation is going to decline and growth is going to decline. And he does it using very traditional economics. You can go to their website. It's Van Hoisington something something in Austin, Texas. And you can click it and read it. It's like seven, it's six pages. Lacey Hunt. It's six pages with a one-page disclaimer. And uh, even though you don't have a a technical experience in economics, I would encourage you to go. And because with so many of these things, they'll they'll give you uh, the the symbols and the equations, but they'll Mm -hmm. also, if they're if they have any sense of decency, they'll give you an explanation in plain English. And he does that. And I think that for me, and the, the, the reason I have no positions other than cash and the metals is this, that I haven't concluded whether the huge M2 growth we've seen is going to create huge inflation or Lacey Hunt is going to be right. And the borrowing all this money and spending it is just taking growth from the future and bringing it today and the day of reckoning is coming. And so if I had a gun to my head, I would be more inclined to follow Lacey Hunt's view because first of all, as I've said, I've been called a hater. So I tend Mm -hmm. to view the negative, but it's just it's just too hard for me when you take everything into account, not just the economics, which are horrific, but the damage to psychology that because you set out a lot of checks and you loaned a lot of money, like stuff's going to get better. I mean, mm-hmm. in the short run, yeah, I mean, everyone's buying houses, they're fixing up their house, they're paying down their credit cards, they're feeling really, really good. But then, you know, you read about the the kids that are having difficulty because they haven't been with friends for a year. Or, and this is, a, this is really a bigger deal. Um, if you look, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, because, uh, you know, I'm afraid to touch the keyboard. But if you look at the long-term unemployed, the numbers, it's in the it's in the millions. And the problem is, 
when people become long-term unemployed, and that I think is defined as over 52 weeks, it becomes very difficult for them to re-enter the workforce. I don't know why I wouldn't I wouldn't purport to to understand that completely, but I know it's just sort of factual. And so uh and not just that, even the the jobless claims are very high, the uh continuing claims are very high, the um uh the you know I'm I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the um uh, the ratio of the people who are uh, not looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, Left I'm, the job market, yeah. I, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm having a senior yeah. moment. I apologize no, for right. that. The participation right. rate. The okay. participation yeah, yeah, yeah. rate is not great. So, I mean, yeah, when you run out of chips, computer chips, the price of computer chips goes up. And then when the right. price goes up and there ain't any, then they stop making cars. Yep. Well, okay, yeah, but those chips ain't coming until people are going back to the factories, mm-hmm. and the the stuff in the Suez Canal ain't kludged up, and 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 then they'll go back to making them, and the price will come back down. So that would be more. And and then if you're Lacey Hunt, you're saying, well, you know, you don't need them. Well, yeah, you know. And by the way, you gotta you gotta pay, and and like. Um, so my uh, youngest daughter, as you know, has taken a job at a uh, very proud father, very prestigious law firm at a very nice salary. And, and this morning she told me, now she's just coming out of law school. She's living in Manhattan. And she says, I just did the math. I think I'm going to keep 50 cents on the dollar. After wow. new, new, okay. Yep. So yep. now... Uh, you know, rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, want to yeah, clothing, food. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, she's making a nice living, but it ain't she ain't a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Not making a mm-hmm. million bucks, and yeah. uh, you know, um, you New York's going to take a big chunk yeah. of it. Fed's yeah. going to take a big chunk of it. You know what I would like to see, seeing as it wouldn't affect me. <laughs> oh please do tell <laughs> well long before you were born young man uh there was this thing called the oil crisis you familiar with this uh 78 1978 with the gas I, lines i think and it was a little i think it was a little bit earlier than that because i had just got yeah. my driver's license so let's say it's okay. 1976 for a number sure so our friends the saudis decide they're going to put an embargo on oil. I think it was the Saudis. Anyway, the uh, the price of oil goes up, you know, zillion percent. And, of course, uh, there's that Latin uh, phrase, qui uh, bene or something, who benefits. Okay. So the oil companies made a fortune, and they came up and hit the oil companies with a windfall profits tax. You can look that one up. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so thinking out loud, who's benefited? Uh, Amazon, Mm -hmm. Netflix, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know who else. 
Zoom. Yeah, all those yeah, things. All yeah. those online. Yeah. Yeah, anything online. Yeah. So, and then all the little businesses are, um, you know, that phrase, sucking hind tit, excuse mm-hmm. me. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like uh, you got hit by, if, if your house burns down, God forbid, okay, you have insurance. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you get the money for your house? It's because you paid two percent in insurance premiums, and your neighbor paid two percent, and his neighbor paid two percent, but their house didn't burn down, mm-hmm. right? And so, in theory, you put the money in. The insurance company earns a little bit, and they pay out the claims. Well, now we've had this catastrophe, and. A very, very few people have gotten fabulously wealthy. Look, I'm I, I guess I was a Republican. I don't I don't know that I am anymore. Uh I don't know what I am. Uh, I mean, other than being a white heterosexual male, that I'm pretty convinced I'm gonna run with to the end. Mm-hmm. Um uh but uh I don't I'm sort of surprised no one's brought that up. That what do you think about that? If I ran for office, would you vote for me? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to do that though. No, I don't want to do that. You, you see, do not want to No, it be I could be the first what are you Jew- gonna run. I could be the first Jewish president. Did you see the, the listen to this? The first Japanese person won the Masters ever. Oh that yeah. oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Like that's a big deal. Like a Japanese yeah. guy want to go, hey, you want to you want to see a big deal? See an American guy become a, a world famous sumo wrestler. That's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some nice there's some culture that goes on with that. I don't think we can just ship one of our boys from Nebraska over there to just bounce the sumo? around. Sumo? Yeah, yeah. Boy, I'll I think tell you what, that, the... that would be fun to watch for a couple of rounds. Um, did you know that they did an economic study and they showed that they cheat? Excuse me? Yeah, the sumo guys cheat. Stop. Yeah. This is Don't funny. Tell me, whoa, 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 whoa. What, is there gambling involved? In, yeah, in, something like that. No so, way. So basically, they they do this. There's this math stuff with statistics, right? And I forget which book it was, and maybe like Freakonomics, or I don't know where okay. I saw this, or maybe I just made it up. That's the beauty of talking to mm-hmm. me. You, yeah. you, never, you never know, right? Although you yeah. fact check me. My, I was going to say, if it's, if it's obscure enough and I can't fact check it, then you never know. <laughs> yeah. But I've had a pretty good run here. Absolutely. Other than, other, other, well, except the fact that the markets rallied 50% and I haven't owned anything. <laughs> I could give you 13 stocks that have done pretty well. <laughs> yeah. JP Morgan. Goodbye. 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 We're done here. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear. Even I got it. We've been inundated with emails asking about and the people that want to hear my list. Let me tell you. <laughs> All three. Oh, well, I, those are just the ones that I share with you. There's, there's a volume of uh, oh, really? luminous. Okay. List. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, this is, I've been having a blast with this. This is fantastic. Yeah. There's people nothing better actually, than coming on. And- people actually listen. Right. Which is frightening. Um, 
but no, there's nothing better than, you know, on a Sunday night, having a couple chuckles at, at long terms expense to, uh, our, you know, 5,000 listeners. <laughs> so, well, um, you know, I'd love to stick around, but, uh, I got to eat something. All right. M2 though. M2 matters. Yes. yes. And by the way, our, um, our favorite, my favorite, um, market prognosticator, Lynn Alden, just put out a piece that I was uh, reading, waiting for you to put Junior to bed. And she's got a chart which shows the correlation between M2 and inflation, which, if you recall earlier, you know, I, I mentioned that. I, mm-hmm. That's been in my mind for months. It's, but it just happened to come up in her, her report. Um, okay. So I, you know, for instance, like her reports, like, I don't know, 300, 350 bucks a year. I think Kevin's is like three, 350 bucks a year. I just got rid. I just finally got my subscription canceled to that ne'er do well economist. That was 3000 bucks a year. Wow. And, um, yeah. Yep. I mean, just have a little uh, uh, contri- contrition. Admit you're wrong. Yeah, contrition. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's your claim to fame? Well, in 05, uh. I predicted the housing crisis in 08. So, and, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And so in nine years, when we have a bear market, it'll be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I told you. I told you so, yep. Well, he's off the list. He's been removed, so. We will not speak his name. So let it. So it is written. Okay. Okay. Um, so, all right. Let's talk about M two next week, since that's what we're going to pay attention to, because that's that's the. Uh, you know, I got a C in money and banking at college. Just there's a stuff called ISLM, which to this day, I can't figure the freaking thing out and i've had my my the youngest daughter who's a lawyer now she has a degree in economics she will sit me down and explain it to me okay and for 20 minutes i'll get it yeah and uh then it, you couldn't then, explain it to me right now got it to save my life so listen be well 